0: Oh oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh! Welcome to phone booth fighting, everybody from the Ben Pixel Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. With that guy, I'm Frank Meyer. and this guy,
2: Richard Hunter.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, both of us fairly recently coming off of MMA competition. Yes, both unsuccessful. Uh, yeah, both both unsuccessful. Although inspiration to go back again. Yeah, and uh, and I'm 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 in I'm in again for uh, another fight this I'm summer. Happy to hear that, man. because yeah. uh, <clears throat> You don't want to just go zero and one as a corner man. With me, do you? Yeah, no. Well, yeah. also
2: too, like, it just I mean, we talked about it
1: before in all the podcast, but
2: it wasn't a really great
1: matchup. It was not. <laughs> it was a uh, shit matchup. It, we we I'm had... just trying to
2: figure out who you pissed off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you fought
2: a thirty year old guy that was six foot five, six six.
1: He was six eight.
2: So six eight with like a fucking eighty four inch
1: reach. Nice. Let me introduce uh, yeah. our, our in studio guest before we start commiserating about my 0 <laughs> 1 MMA record. Uh, let's say hello first to UFC uh, uh, flyweight number 10 ranked in the world, Tim Elliott, over there. Hey, thanks and for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. And UFC bantamweight, Gina Danger Mazzani. And it's not a coincidence that we have the two of them on together. They actually came in the same car. And the reason they came in the same car is so because. Do it. That's what? Because we do it. You cut right <laughs> to the punchline, actually. You did. They yeah. do a lot of no-gi training. Yeah. I was. Just
3: one time. One
1: time. Uh, just one time. Wow. Well, I, <laughs> I, best
3: I, 10 seconds of my life.
1: I can't, <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to see how oh. far this uh, relationship progresses after the sophomore effort. But they actually were uh, in the front row of my comedy show a couple of weeks ago. And that's how I. pretty good
3: at it, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, good. It was, was good. That was yeah. funny.
1: Yeah, it was did you do your carpet? my car bit with uh gay porn yeah i think i did did that that night yeah 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 good well uh they were smiling and laughing fortunately and uh so we talked after the show and i invited them up on the podcast and here they are in studio with us so uh we got a lot to talk about but yeah just to briefly touch on what uh frank was talking about um i had my uh (laughs) went to
2: war you know the program
3: yeah
1: yeah yeah we're actually doing it at extreme couture for the second season so it'll be there uh coming up uh in fact if anybody uh wants to join in on this it's a it's a worldwide program but so no matter what city you're in there's probably a location near you go to wimp2warrior.com the number two wimp to warrior.com but i did my first one and uh well uh, uh, jessica rose clark was the matchmaker and she's the one that stuck me with the 6'8 guy. And rumor has it that she's actually negotiating with Stefan Struve to come in and fight me for my sophomore effort. So I think that'll be exciting for UFC fans. We have
2: to run it through on the show. Did you say something that piss her off? I don't or? know. I thought we were pretty pro-Jessica Rose Clark.
1: I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I've got to give her some shit about You guys will be amused by this, perhaps. So after my fight, which um, was very short, um, uh, I got, I got uh, dropped. And uh, Frank made me feel better by saying, listen, this is an amateur fight. They're being very careful. Like, if this had been a really higher-level fight, it would have gone on a you little bit longer. You would have eaten a few more shots. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, at that level, the minute they hit you, if your legs buckle, they start. Right, yeah. yeah. And Which makes sense. So that's they're all, fair, yeah. They're all nine yeah. to five people. They're not fighters. Right. I mean, not that you're not a fighter, but, you know what I mean, like, They're trying to protect people from getting scar tissue and and broken noses and losing teeth.
1: Brain damage. Frank was celebrating the fact that we did Ah, not take a trip to the emergency room. (laughs) (laughs) But the real kicker was we get done, and uh, uh, Frank says to me, uh, yeah, so uh, apparently that's the only knockout they've ever had. Now, fortunately, there was another knockout later in the card, so my record didn't last very long. But, that's still number one. Uh, that's right, the first ever. <laughs> so apparently in two seasons, Frank goes, that was the first ever uh, knockout that they had. And I look at Frank, because I'm still getting my taking my tape off my gloves, and I go, how do you know that? And he goes, uh, Jesse just told me. And I go, she thought you needed to know that right now. Like, my corner man needs to hear that. And basically, as we're taking the walk back from the kid, that's an important piece of information to share. In hindsight, I
2: probably should have kept it to myself, but I'm just, yeah. you know me, my filter's not always the She's best. She's counting the money she want off her back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little hot
1: there, maybe. She she will hear about that, though, from me. I, I, I thought,
2: I told to you other good stuff. Her. I was very impressed that even with the situation, we told you to move forward and you move yeah. forward you know yeah what i mean you guys know yeah, how that is like a lot of guys that get in a fight and all of a sudden it's like as soon as they see a gra- you know any kind of adver- ad- adversity yeah they back away from it fuck this i'm out and dude that was a big tall young kid and you just i said hey go forward grab him, and you went forward and grabbed him.
1: The, the mistake i made I guys <laughs> was yeah the, <laughs> mis- the mistake i made and the the real like like starting from scratch thing that i was doing was striking so I, I had some jujitsu experience, but the striking was all brand new to me. So the one thing I had told myself in my head was range finder, you know, because the guys that I had been sparring with the whole training camp were within an inch or two, same height, same reach, whatever. So I had trained myself to think, okay, you know, range finder, throw the left out, and then when I can touch them, they can touch me, right? Throw the right. That worked for everybody except the six eight guy. And what I what I realized the hard way was. I was in his range about eight to 10 inches before he was in mine. And that's
2: why it really sucked as far as matchup, because especially for you having starting off a scratch for standup, it takes a lot of skill to overcome someone's height. I mean, height and reach are a huge advantage. That's why we fucking put the measurement up there you know it it matters I mean I'm sure Tim if you spar guys that are not as good as you but if they're taller and have a longer reach it takes a lot of technique and experience to know how to you know pull them out of their jabs come through slide and jam them up like it's not an easy task that's hard Yeah. I mean so I mean it's much easier to coach a tall guy why do you think Emmanuel Stewart always wanted tall fucking fighters because it's easy oh okay stick behind the jab when they come into uh,
1: like Lennox Lewis yeah Lennox
2: Lewis the goes, like that prototype I mean look at Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury Reach matters. Yeah. That's why I like does. to fight at
4: uh, one twenty-five. I'm fighting guys that are five foot two, and I'm five seven. So, yeah, that's yeah. an advantage I that's like right. to have. That's right.
1: That's right. Well, I tell you what, that's a good jumping off point because I I was going to ask him, is it? Are, are, are you going to be able to save the flyweight division? Who are we putting? Is it going to be you and Henry Cejudo and, and like, one other guy? I'm imagining that what's going to happen with the flyweights, Frank, Cejudo is... won't
4: fight at 25 anymore. Okay, so that's don't
1: what, you don't think it'll be that? Because I'm pulling for the flyweights. What? Well, he
4: made 25 for this last fight. For sure, but I think he'll go fight TJ at 35, and I think that's where his home will be. He's he's big. He's a big 25er. Yeah, he's, he he's a lot had of weight. weight problems before. For yeah. sure, and there's he's already the champ at 25. I don't see, like, what's the— why stay at 25 and fight?
1: Yeah. yeah, could you? Would you consider going to 135 if this thing stays? My last in one flux? was at 35. So that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I thought yeah, after you right.
2: fought DJ, you moved back up to yeah. 35.
4: I actually I had another fight at 25 and the guy never showed up to weigh in, so I didn't get a fight. And I fought two weeks later at 35. They were oh, having okay. a hard time finding somebody that can make 125, yeah. so we fought at 35. And uh, he actually is at 25 now.
3: At uh, uh, Dolorosa.
4: Uh, Mark Dolorosa. So he's down at 25 now. Uh huh. That's where his natural weight is and he's actually won two i think at 25.
1: okay so you so so you've been able to go back and forth a little bit but i'll fight wherever wherever they like me to fight okay so it won't be a huge deal to you if they say hey we need you at 135.
4: i want the 25 pound division to stick around i would rather fight there but yeah i'm big enough i can fight at
2: 35. there's really not a lot of 35 pounders taller no
4: yeah i I need to put on some weight the surgery kind of took i've lost probably 25. Yeah. Twenty-five pounds yeah. after surgery. So,
0: what,
1: what do you think's going on uh, over there with the flyaways? What's your opinion as I, far as the the the, uh, the solvency of the division? Because everything seems to be a kind of a mystery these days.
4: I, I think Dana just got a little eager with with uh, canceling the division. I think he got upset and, and kind of jumped the gun with making the division go away. Uh, but I think Cejudo coming in and, and beating TJ like that, that easily, I think that saves a division. Uh, yeah. Joe B is on a win streak right now. Yeah, uh, he's already has a win over the champ in Cejudo. So uh, I think it's, I think it's open. I think the division is is still young, and I
2: think uh, its best days are still to come. And yep. I thought the guy that just fought, um, who were we were just talking about,
1: Jogi? Benavides. Yeah,
2: Benavides. Yeah, that fight I was there for. Uh, that kid's good too. Good yeah, he Ortiz is good. Yeah. yeah, I was very impressed with him. I was sitting there like, I mean. Well,
4: Joe had beat him once before, but... Uh, I mean, that
2: fight was close. Like, even at the close. end, I sat there, I was like, uh, you know, that that because of the second round, I was like, that fight could go either way right mm-hmm. now. You know what I mean, like, I was like,
1: shit, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, maybe that super fight came along at just the right time. That, you know, there needed to be as unfairly stigmatized as the flyweights were. Maybe there needed to be this instance of the smaller guy, the smaller division guy beating the bigger division guy to really... Put the stamp on it. I maybe. Just don't get
2: it why it doesn't have the draw. Because if you look at boxing, you know, one twenty two. I mean, the, that weight class. I mean, you have uh, the best guy, Lomachenko. Yeah. Man, I mean, and, and that's super exciting. Like, I mean, I, I don't know why we've just had a problem contraction with. it. I mean, if you go to other places like ONE FC and mm. it's some of the premier weight classes. It's the right? American way that bigger and better. We
4: have a football player mentality where they they think that if you're don't weigh 200 pounds that you can't
1: fight. Mm -hmm. You know what's also, and I I don't mean to be uh, xenophobic about it, but um, uh, perhaps, uh, xenophobic, that would have been a good uh, (laughs) alternate nickname if you didn't already have danger. I just thought of that. Um, But, but, uh, you know, if you you think about it, like in Asia, smaller people. In Mexico, where boxing is popular, sometimes smaller people. Like maybe it's a, and I'm not saying every American is the same size, But but I don't get it either. You know what, I, mean, I, I prefer either, the
2: smaller but, weight classes yeah. because to me, I can't tell how big you are anyways. You're the same size as the guy you're fucking fighting, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. What does it matter if you it's tell me relative, they weigh 300 right? pounds or they weigh 100 pounds? Like, yeah. it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Because I feel like less luck involved yeah. in the smaller weight classes. Where you look at the heavyweights, I mean, every heavyweight I know, the best of the best, have all been caught by somebody knocked out. You go to the lighter weight classes, that just doesn't happen as often. Mm-hmm. It's harder for those guys, just to, one guy to just get up and randomly throw one shot and boom, fights over after he's been dominated for you know, 14 and a half minutes. Heavyweights, it happens all the time. And then all same the with light heavyweights, middleweights. And I feel like that luck factor diminishes drastically. And so it's more skill. So you can see guys that are higher skill level go, okay, I know that you know, I can see the technique moving and there's not that quick lucky shot. I mean, there's quick submission, but that's not luck. That's still skill setting up a trap. Yeah. Whereas just throwing a you know, a right hand and it lands, it's like well, shit, now it's over with, and that really wasn't the better fighter.
1: Yeah, I got to tell you guys, as, as one of the, the great heavyweights, Frank has been a longtime champion of the, the smaller guys on this podcast, because he'll he'll straight up tell you, he's like, us big guys, you know, we get tired, we ah, get lumber around. It's, even you know, in wrestling, I mean, yeah.
2: anything above 98 kilograms, I don't even watch Olympic mm-hmm. wrestling at that level, mm-hmm. international style. Like, anything bigger than Kyle yeah, Snyder is boring. Yeah, you know what I mean? Kind of
1: like- yeah. 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 It's, it's like
2: well, polar bears trying to make love.
1: So, we uh, <laughs> we do not have, as opposed to koala bears, oh, right? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. two pissed off yeah. squirrels it's, fighting over yeah. <laughs> a nut. That's exciting. Yeah. You know I mean? So, uh, so no fight on the horizon yet for you, Tim, at this point?
4: Um, not for me, still in recovery, just right. trying to help with the surgery and everything. Now, fight.
1: Gina's got a fight coming up quick. Uh, in fact, the next time the UFC is here in Vegas, which is UFC 235, March 2nd, you're on that card. That's going to be a big card. The card
3: is stacked.
1: Yeah, that is is now officially headlined by uh, John Jones defending the light heavyweight title against uh, Anthony Smith, who is the – I am officially pronouncing Anthony Smith as uh, the fake James Horn. Have you heard this guy talk? James Horn is Frank's main sparring partner. Not only do these two people look alike, but James Horn—I mean uh, uh, Anthony Smith—did a little uh, desk commentary for one of the UFC cards. They sound alike. I texted James. I'm like, this guy's just like you. Anyway, is he from the same area too? That I don't know. I don't know. I have to find that out. But your uh, your fight is going to be uh, March 2nd. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. Uh,
3: I'm fighting the girl who won the 145. Ultimate Fighter, um, and I guess she's dropping down to 135. Yeah, she's five foot eleven. Speaking of the reach, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not important. Yeah, it's yeah. not important. It's fine. That's all right. Yeah. Um. So that'll be interesting. I really, really hope she makes weight. Uh, I heard on the show she had a really hard time making 145. Wow. Um. So now she's gonna drop down 10 more pounds. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I feel like it's a good fight for me. I'm a pretty grindy, gritty. Like, I, I don't know. It, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be a fun fight. It'll be a good one. Yeah. If she makes, I hope she makes weight. Her
4: first time fighting in the U.S. for the UFC as well.
3: Yeah, no kidding. Is that right? It's yeah. so nice. Okay, yeah. My past three fights, I fought in China. I fought in Halifax, Canada. And then Liverpool, England was my last one. It's like So it's really nice to be able to fight and not to travel 20-plus hours and yeah. cut weight on an airplane. And like,
1: Where do you fall on that, Frank? I forget. Do you like the home fight or do you like the away fight? I like away fights. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just
2: because then no one's calling you up asking for tickets and all that shit. Right. I mean, like
3: just, it's the worst. It's so uh, crazy. People are like, "Oh man, I'm trying." What to What time get t- do you fight? What time do you fight? Go fuck yourself. Like, sorry, yeah. uh, but like, it's
1: okay. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> they're listening. Whoever's <laughs> yes. placing that call. I was yeah. just about
3: to call asset. It's to just kind of so out. much someone yeah. call now. I don't I'm know. know I just,
2: yeah, when it's you, nice
3: because you can turn your phone off. You all you have to do is like, okay, when I'm ready to talk to people, I turn my Wi-Fi on, yeah. and people are, you know, but it's.
2: You can sequester yourself a lot easier and and just be focused at the task at hand. Whereas when you're home in your own backyard you're just now you're playing almost like fucking host at the same time people yeah. start coming in on Thursday and they're like hey what are you, what are you eating out what are you doing yeah and it's like well,
4: not the, I'm getting ready for a cage fight what yeah. are you doing <laughs> financially it'll be better though tax wise and not having to fly three coaches you know. right yeah Yeah. That's no nice. state
2: taxes you have to pay in Nevada that's yeah. nice. you know that's
1: an interesting point that I think a lot of fans probably don't realize gets taken into account is the state matters in terms of is there state income tax really is there does. you know oh how God. far or do corner taxes. men have to travel because they'll fly Fly out, they'll they'll put up one corner person, but then you've got to take care of the other one. So because uh-huh. both you guys are out of Extreme Couture here, so which is actually just right down the street from the studio. This is uh, quite convenient. Yeah. When I start training, went to Warrior there again. I can just walk to the podcast studio. If is I, that we are gonna? Oh yeah, because
2: it's gonna be there. Yeah. I what mean, times you can assuming, train. I gotta really I come down walk. and help you out,
1: dude. I would. Well, did you hear how he said that too? <laughs> I, I oh my God. like, oh, no, no, it was shit. more of a, a knock on
2: me than a knock on you. <laughs> you.
1: Listen, I didn't realize uh, how much work we had to do. <laughs> I've, got to, uh, I've got to show up. Yeah. I've
2: got to make more time, make more of a priority.
1: Uh, I appreciate that. Well, I don't know the – got a good spine
2: partner for you. I'll bring Bell over. So it'll be
1: good yeah, exactly. His daughter now is uh, – Is uh, she's – I. this is so funny because the level to which she has progressed in just a few short years, because I remember when she basically first ra- started training jiu-jitsu at – was she thirteen, twelve, maybe still? I well, can't she remember. always played with it, but yeah, she didn't start doing
2: but, submissions until she was about eleven.
1: Right, right. I remember like Frank was just showing her a couple of things, and he 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 got her to you know. Demonstrate on me, and he's coaching because I'm smaller size or whatever. And you could just even tell at such a young age, like the way that she was gripping you and stuff. It was like, oh, this is when they let you pet the baby tiger at the (laughs) zoo and give it the but. But it's not going to stay this way, you know. Like it's going to become deadly and like it's really impressive to watch like what she's been able to do. How
3: old is she? She's fifteen. Fifteen. That's so good. She just won
2: state again for wrestling, and all her matches combined lasted a minute. Hell yeah. Yeah. She wrestled four girls. I think the longest lasted for about 34 seconds.
3: Oh, nice. 36. Yeah. Well, she usually
2: wrestles boys, but then for the state tournament, she's not going to win state in the boys, you know, against a a male senior. So I told her to do the girls' division. Yeah.
1: She shows up at Naga and blows through all the – comes home with like – They
2: won't let her compete with the teenagers. She has to compete in the 18-year-old.
3: Hell yeah, she yeah. still wins. That's she so good. Comes
1: home with these sabers and all this kind of stuff. They load her down with. I'm over there in the old man's division with my little silver medal.
3: <laughs> up? I'm proud of that. Hey. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah.
4: That's <laughs> where I yeah. blew my knee out. Was not good. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, was, right? it was. Yeah. I paid paid money to have this
2: knee.
1: It. it was right, Yeah. Great, yeah. No, it made you pay to compete. Yeah. <laughs> I paid for me and two other people. Oh god. To Huh. is it now is that the surgery you're coming off of is that what you're talking yeah. about oh my gosh really it
3: wow was ACL, ACL PCL LC-L, oh you took out the PCL, PCL too
2: Also, oh, you had a complete knee reconstruction yeah. uh,
3: they didn't oh, know bro. my
1: meniscus was
4: torn they said on the MRI it wasn't but when they got in there they said it was just falling out it wasn't torn so they just they reconstructed it as well which they normally don't do that's like a Big surgery in itself, so
1: it's like oh, I'm just tightened. It's so not torn; <sighs> it's just falling out. They the, said it was just like it
3: was flapping, like oh. his meniscus is flapping. They, wow. So,
2: then they were able to reattach ps P, the PCL too. Yeah, I guess that's the did. tough one.
4: Yeah, they uh, the doctor here in Las Vegas went to California to watch the California surgeon do my knee, so that he could learn.
2: Yeah, because back before, like I mean, that knee surgery doing the the ACL. It's not routine, but as long as the cadaver takes, you're good. They it- took my patella for that. Oh, they took your patella. Yeah. That's even better than okay, cool. No rejection problems. No. Make sure when it vascularizes, you don't. Well, does it? I wonder if that has an issue then. I, I never. I don't know how the difference is then.
4: I've no first time I've ever been hurt.
2: <laughs> well, because before, because here's the problem with the cadaver <laughs> one, right? It, it's alive, and then when they put it in your body, then it slowly dies off. But then it revascularizes and lives. So okay. the problem is when people first get their ACL. Everybody I've ever talked to has done it. Feels great, like three months, four months. Like ah, I feel great, but then all of a sudden, from months four to months seven, you're actually in danger of re-tearing it again.
4: That's where I'm at right now.
2: Yeah, and you got to be very careful. You know, <laughs> so you even though you feel good, you know, yeah. yeah, you don't want to start all over. I think that's in fact that's wasn't that what kept happening to um,
1: dominate. Yeah. Yeah, something like he that, right? You feel good and yeah. fucking
2: think he was good and then blow it out again.
1: Oh, That's see. the
2: thing is I feel pretty good, so... The look she's giving, though, is like you're not really taking care of it like you probably <laughs> it was funny, should. It
3: funny. The other night, I was just talking to his PT, and she's like, you know, where Tim's at right now, there's a 33% chance where he can tear it again. And I told him that the other day, and his face literally went from being like, like you're full of shit. like You don't know what you're talking about to being like, oh, God, you're probably right. But like, well, at least I'm doing my rehab. Okay, things are going to be fine. Like, <laughs> All within like five seconds, his like, mind went from like –
1: Just don't oh, do any
2: live rolling with
3: anybody. Yeah.
1: You know what's funny no about movement. this? I haven't, I haven't told you – uh so, yeah, that,
3: one,
2: time. one time. Yeah, but – can't go live. You know what I mean? You could do like I, I always call it like Russian training. Like I'll go offensively. Like the three of us will roll, right? It's right. like okay. I'm gonna shoot on you. You defend it. Now you shoot on me, and then I, and then you step out. Like we just you know, and everybody cooperates with each other, so you get in a live feel, but right. there's no Joe, egos.
4: I had Joe B and another small guy that was a good wrestler and did some live wrestling. Yeah, but
2: and, then you got competitive. I guarantee you guys get competitive oh, for sure, oh, for and that's sure. when but people get two, hurt.
4: Two really good guys that they they I got taken down a lot, but they took care of me. Like uh, Joe's pretty high level.
3: He's stepping back from the training. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I, I would watching
1: watching these two have this conversation about his rehab, I haven't told you this, Frank, but this is a similar conversation because I'm about to have to get the MRI, my first ever MRI on my right knee, because that was the one thing that's still not feeling kind of messed up with the fight. It's it's a lot better, but it, there's still something there. And so I've been telling Jennifer, I'm like, well, Frank, you know, he had me lay down on the couch and he moved it around. He's, you know, he he told me, and she's looking at me like. She goes. I don't. I don't think Doctor Frank takes our insurance. <laughs> she's like. She's like. Let's get it. Let's get it scanned or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, hey. Speaking of uh, of of uh, fight commentary, and I'll, actually we weren't speaking of fight commentary. I'm just forcing a segue. But I. I didn't want to bury let's. the lead because uh, Frank had a big weekend. He was uh, out in L.A. at the Forum to uh, watch uh, Ryan Bader become the Bellator heavyweight uh, champion, defeating Fedor Emelianenko. That's so. so uh, what were your thoughts on the fight first, Frank, and then... Well,
2: oh, went exactly as I expected. In fact, <laughs> I, l-
1: let me, I'll tell you what, let's, can we play that, yeah. Mikey? We'll just, Frank was so dead on with his prediction of this fight, John McCarthy credited Frank in the post-fight interview with it, but apparently there's been an online tribute made from one of our podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to hear the uh, audio from this. Go ahead.
2: A dangerous weapon for him tonight. He can change levels and throw punches, and if he lands any of those shots, he hits really hard. That's his thing. Watch for that. That's
1: okay, so there, that's good. Okay, so that was the audio of Frank before the fight saying Bader can change levels and, and throw a lead left, and that's what he did not he knocked him out. What how did you, what did you well, see prior to the fight?
2: It went back to even when I fought him. I knew that he hits really hard Fedor. and Fedor still hits really, really hard. He's yep. very explosive, very mm-hmm. fast, but I've always thought he was a glass cannon and he is. You seen even at the very beginning of his career, Fujita hit him with a forearm and he went on queer street. He just, he's so quick and then, uh, was able to do takedowns on individuals that no one really ever got to touch him on the chin. And anytime anybody has touched him, he's fallen over. So then when you see Mitrión hit him, they both fell down, Mitrión got up. Even when I fought him, and that's the reason why it screwed me up so bad, was that the punch I threw that dropped him, I didn't even land it. I grazed it with the top of my glove, hit the top of his head, and he fell down. I remember thinking in my head, I'm like, "Whoa! All I got to do is touch him. You're going to sleep." <laughs> hmm. And then I ran into him and, and figured out and reminded me Then he was so kind to remind me that he still hits very hard. <laughs> yeah. So again, the expression, if you're a little bit of a you know a, a fantasy nerd, is a glass cannon, hmm. something that puts out a lot of output and a lot of danger. His offense is still extremely dangerous. If Fedor would have thrown and landed on Bader, it could have went easily gone the other way, but the fact that Fedor's chin just isn't solid and it's gotten even worse, he just – it's a problem. And the reason why that is a problem now that everybody realizes is that watching the Chael fight, Fedor can't defend wrestling very well. I mean, he has Sambo and he threw me with the throw and he did throw Chael and wasn't one of the hip throws. But consistently, some of the takedowns, especially against the cage – Fader got taken down. That I have amateurs in the gym that wouldn't be taken down with that. You know what I mean? Like, not his feet are straight. He points his hips right at you. There was no splitting. There's no defense. And so I knew that his wrestling was poor. And Bader's control that he showed in the Mitrion fight was incredible wrist control, mm-hmm. constant pressure, heavy hips. He's the kind of guy that, you know what I mean? Like, unless you can have an explosive offense off your back, which Fader no longer has just due to age, his back injuries, his knee injuries. And you saw in the Chael fight, he was flat on his back and half guard. It was not really that Fado did a good job, that Chael did a shitty job offensively (laughs) on the ground. I mean, just, it was. was, Chael, I mean, did some moves. I'm just looking at him like, buddy, what were you thinking? You know what I mean? Like, that was horrible. Knowing that, I was like, okay, Bader or – excuse me, a million ankles corner is going to know we can't get taken down by this guy. Mm. We're 42 years of age. It's a five round fight. If we fight on the bottom of this asshole, we're going to die. You Mm. know what I mean? You know, it just isn't going to work. So I knew that that level change would really gain a lot of respect out of Fedor. They're like, you can't get taken down. And I don't think they were going to respect Bader's hands, even though knowing that Bader shown that punch he landed on, uh, King Mo and I've held pads for Bader that fucker hits really hard his right hand it hurt my shoulder I mean when he hit the pad I was like oh fuck mm. that's a hard shot mm. so but I think because he's not the smoothest dude on his feet you know what mm. I mean like you know Bader looks he's stiff just just the way he is you know mm. just he's, he looks he looks like a wrestler that's learned how to box and I don't think they gave enough respect to it. And that long reach with that left hook, I'm like, that's a a perfect punch for him because by changing levels with his head on the left side with a left side lead type double blast double, right? He keeps out of the danger of Fedor's right hand. Fedor can't hit him over there. Fedor never really hurt anybody badly with a left hook. It's a setup for his right hand. So here he gets to throw a punch, be safe, threaten with a takedown. So then Fedor's going to square up his legs because he likes to pull that leg back to defend. And he's open for a chin shot just easily. As he throws it up, all he has to do is breeze by him, and it's going to be a fight ender.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, you know, Ryan Bader, who now himself finds himself a free agent with Bellator. I assume they're already working out a deal to keep their, their first double champion. Uh, champion. I don't know that there has ever been... He really? That was his last fight on contract? Yeah. yeah. I mean, very fortuitous timing, have right? They said they renegotiated
2: that prior... That's what the UFC always did. And they made that mistake once, I think, with Josh Barnett. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they never made that mistake again.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting timing. But I mean, I'm thinking, guys. Good you know, him. well, when I think about all of the, the the big free agent signings that Bellator has had, there might not be anybody. Well, I just don't think there is anybody who has who has whose stock has elevated to the level that Ryan Bader's has because he was always, you know, he was always a perennial contender in the yeah. UFC, and then you know he'd have a setback, but he was always against a top contender or whatever. But for whatever reason, never really, you know. Seems like
4: he's coming into his own a little bit yeah now.
1: yeah for sure and really getting to be the face of an organization where you know he's in the UFC especially around that time the light heavyweight division was he was, was overshadowed a yeah little bit. Uh, for sure for sure so uh yeah great news for uh for Ryan Vader nice job on the call you look good in your suit and all that kind of stuff you always look good on the uh the TV commentary so um do you have a good time doing it you bring back any interesting stories
2: And actually, we brought that up. I was talking to John McCarthy about it because McCarthy, I probably is one of the top. Maybe two or three individuals in the world that I love to sit down and just talk to sure. about anything in life.
1: Yeah, is he playing uh, in our death pool? Do you send him? Uh, a oh lead? no, I, f- I forgot to ask. Okay. Uh, you
2: know, as soon as we leave here, I'll, I'll give him. Don't a Don't forget that
1: we uh, we have a celebrity death pool that we put together every year for the show. So uh, uh, signups are due by Friday. Yeah, but, if you guys would like to participate, let what's me know. Death pool. Uh, so you pick twenty celebrities, uh-huh. and between now and the last day of the year, uh, if any of the people on your roster die, you score points.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah
1: yeah it's real competitive it's like fantasy (laughs) football but uh fun distasteful yeah Yeah. well give it some thought if you (laughs) want to let me know after the podcast i'll get you signed up anyway oh yeah Yeah. Yeah. mccarthy you (laughs) know and
2: and josh too like you know we we go back and forth and debate stuff you know like you know who's the best fighter in the world and we all have different well actually mccarthy and i have the same opinion uh thompson had his own outlook on it and stuff and it was interesting just uh, talking. Uh, Jake Lazer's fun to hang out with. Oh, well, actually, the guy Adele that fought the beginning of that, man, that guy had one hell of a story. I got to meet him. Mm. Um, he, he was from Iraq and basically was helping the US drive convoys. Yeah. Did you see it? Did you watch the movie? No, oh, no the show? I didn't see that,
1: that part that of That kid, show. actually,
2: at one point, ISIS caught him, had him on his hands and knees cut his like best friend's head off, cut his cousin's head off. They shot his brother through the eyes to blind him. I guess it's a thing that you do, like you shoot the bullet this way to blow out both eyeballs. Ah. Yeah, and then they put the blade up to his neck. We're getting ready to cut his head off. And then he hears a, a bang, an explosion, door runs oh you know, U.S. Marines, everybody down, you know? He saved his life. Whoa, so that's why he, he helps out, yeah, go back and watch it. Yeah. I actually, well, they sent me yeah. a link to sh- yeah. the, the Bellator. Watch the opening fight on the main card, yeah. and they give a, a talk about it. And like, it was one of those things where it's always good to hear stories like that, because it's like a reset. Yeah, you know, right, you sit right. here and you think, ah, oh, fuck, tax time's coming up, yeah. or you know, shit, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, stress about things, it's like, Dude, that ain't shit to stress about. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, it is, but, you know, there's a bigger picture of things of life. And Jeez. so Adele was super interesting to talk to. And then actually, Chris Pratt is one yeah. of the guys they train with his friend. So team. I got to go eat dinner yeah. with him and we all hung out and I got yeah. to hear Uh Jared Shaw, one of his guys that does all his gun training, is actually part of uh, a lot of the, the, the brain research and rehabilitation for a lot of the vets. So talking to him about optimizing mental training and stuff and maybe utilizing some of the things that they're doing for the vets us as fighters maybe starting to become more involved in to, you know, make sure that our, you know, I I feel good mentally, but I want to stay that way, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, keep going. So next next. Little... Crossover training. Yeah. Yeah, actually Pratt was a really good wrestler. He wrestled uh, at a young age all the way up mm-hmm. through. And I guess, in fact, uh, one of his little, uh, st- uh, you know, claim to fame, I am telling his claim mm-hmm. to fame, but <laughs> he was, a uh, uh, memory for him when he was younger was he was at a, 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 a wrestling uh, um Seminar, well, that's not the word I camp. want to use camp. Thank you. At a camp, and uh, Randy Couture was there teaching. and He got up, and Pratt was demonstrating moves. He asked him to demonstrate a few moves, and you know, he, so he, he remembers that. That was a moment in his life that he's like, Wow, this is you know, oh,
1: yeah, that's cool. oh, that is a, wow, that's a wild story. I'll definitely go back and look yeah, at like it. Yeah, like the guy, the guy yeah. Adele, I'm and I yeah. can't
2: even, I'm not even am not going to attempt to say his last name, yeah. but yeah, and so he had a good night. He won, which I even told him afterwards, you know, I'm like, Wow, that, that's a lot of stress because. He had no choice but to have to win because you know you have yeah. the story here, and then it's like man, it's going to rain on the parade if you don't. And as a fighter, when you have other things behind a fight, and it's not just a fight, mm. you can't help like when people sit there and go, just make it another fight. Those are great fucking words. It's never just a fight. Yeah. yeah.
1: You, Tim, you had because uh, I'm thinking back to your your fight with Demetrius. You had how many? family members did you have at that fight? Because correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't everybody wearing a tie-dyed t-shirt?
4: From the cage, it looked like everybody was, and it sounded like everybody was cheering for me for the first time ever. I'm usually on the (laughs) other end of the cheers. I think people just wanted to see Demetrius finally lose. But
1: that that was the uniform, right? It was, everybody was in the tie dye shirts and it did. It was like a huge, were those all family members? Where did Uh, all those people come from? wow well you got more friends than i have Would that's impressive
4: uh the rapper ghost face killer my grandma, my <laughs> oh. grandma she right took, a selfie, she with took him. a selfie with him
1: all right yeah i, I didn't
4: that. i didn't know who he was who
1: that. who came up with the tie-dye idea
4: i just carried this uh tie-dye wrap on the show of the ultimate fighter that yeah? was my okay. like Remember she doesn't that? wear sunscreen we just wrap her up in. yeah that. yeah and uh, it smelled like her so i took it on the ultimate fighter with me and i never washed it but by the time i've was Fighting Demetrius, it was stinky. So,
1: didn't you kind of wear If I'm now it's coming back to me, didn't you <laughs> kind of wear it like a it? Uh,
4: baby? Yeah, I wore it, like you've gotten layer. out of the shower, kind of yeah, right? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a wrap. That's cool, yeah, that's really cool. But and it, bol- it smelled like her. And I uh, it was the first time I'd ever gone away from her, and I had to leave her for seven weeks.
1: Wait, it smelled like who? His My baby. baby.
3: Oh, I thought yeah, we're st- said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just I smelled like her. No, I, I thought, thought what you about to say we're is still
2: what I talking thought. Too. About grandma. That's, oh, what I I thought know. Too. that's why I didn't say it nothing. I just asked like, okay. That's really fucking weird. And I'm not going to say nothing. We all like I'm like, wow, I love like, my grandma. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> yeah. what part of the south were Right? Well, not only
1: not only that. It my baby's Yeah, Not only that. Now that works better. Not only that it smelled like her, but that he had it's the first time he'd been away from her for 7 weeks and I'm like, that's why I had to ask you. That's what I was like, wait a minute. Who's
2: rap? You know what I mean like before I've passed Real quick. Okay, maybe I,
4: maybe I
1: misheard. First
4: yeah. time I left the baby for I I had to leave her okay. for seven weeks. So. I understand. Yeah, nah, yeah, that's rough. Ironically, I left her with my grandma. Yeah, well, there
1: you go. and Ghostface <laughs> Killer. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> killer. Well, that was that was quite. quite good <laughs> yeah, people. that was quite a show of support. I I uh, I remember from that night. Now, you were not living in Vegas at that time. You have since moved to Vegas, or were you already living no, here? No, that I don't was remember.
4: 2016. I didn't move yeah. here until. A year ago. I've been okay. here full time for a year, but I've uh-huh. I'd always been coming here for since that time. i had been coming back and forth since the Ultimate Fighter. Okay.
1: Okay. And then, Gina, you came from Alaska and you mm-hmm. moved here when?
3: Uh, about three, four years ago. Okay. I moved from Alaska, went to Seattle, got, yeah. went to, got my degree, and then I was like, oh, it's right. all just stupid. I'm going to cage fight people. Yeah. you <laughs> sure. lives in Alaska? Mm-hmm. Born and raised, yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. What's yeah. that like? Amazing, it's beautiful there. But going back, I'm like, I don't, I don't miss. Could the cold, you see the Russia snow. when you went outside? Your oh, house? every day. You
1: could mm-hmm.
2: see, yeah. yeah. Do you have any incidents with bears and shit?
3: Uh, there's a few times where like uh, my parents have like a, they have like a deck that goes around, and I remember one morning I got up and the bear was like around the deck where you had to like shoe him off so that he could go out on the. Was back. it just
2: a brown bear or it was, or was a,
3: a, It was a, it was actually a black bear. Black bears are nice. Like they're, yeah, they're more like garbage. They're like, like they're super common. That's why they're yeah. able to live
2: up on people's properties. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Black bears, like, hey, I'm not here to bother you. I'm just, uh, just hungry. Seeing what you like yeah. laying around, like for some
2: Yeah, for snacks. Yeah, they're not. I mean, I mean, yeah. relatively speaking, they don't yeah. get what 300 pounds is the biggest they ever get. You know? yeah. yeah. Polar bears are incredible. Like, I, I wouldn't know what to do. Like, even see those shit where things where like polar bears and people like. There's that one town in Russia where the polar bears, because of just you know the, the global warming, have moved into the town. Oh so yeah. You see the girl walking, and the polar bear like picks her up by the leg, and like I, I froze the pitching I'm looking at it, I'm like going holy shit hit the side molar to side molar is the width the length of her femur wow do you mean like you just it's they're, they're just like a, it's like something out of a fucking like a, a fantasy novel yeah. You're like that thing exists yeah holy shit well, like I wouldn't know. Yeah.
3: bears are terrifying like black bears like they won't they won't fuck with you they don't mess with you brown bears like if they see you out the, they might go after you they're like oh okay you know some game to chase Polar bears will straight up hunt you. That's what I've heard. Like, yeah, straight up, like they smell your scent, they will find you. You're probably you easier you. to catch than a seal, though. Hell yeah, hmm. yeah, they're terrifying. Yeah, and they're like
2: yeah. ten feet fucking tall, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> think about that. It stands up and it's yeah. like touching the bottom of a basketball rim. Yeah, and weighs like a thousand pounds yeah. with claws yeah. and teeth. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck we don't
1: that. we don't have any of those problems here. Do you nah. think being away from Alaska that your 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 bear instincts would be worn off a little bit if you were to be <laughs> no, dropped I'm still back? No, a Gina Bear. Okay, so yeah. it's still it's well, like getting yeah. on a bicycle. Is it it's a wives tale
2: angry? that everybody leaves their cars unlocked there so that if you had to get away from a bear you can jump in a car?
3: Um you know a lot of people did leave their cars unlocked. Yeah, that was kind of a thing. Okay, but, I've always wondered if that was
2: a real thing. You hear people say it. I'm like, I yeah.
3: Alaska like a very um like Hey, I need to move my stuff. Can I use your truck? Yeah, here's my keys, neighbor. And you come back and your you guys don't lock your doors, type stuff. Not not too much. I mean, some some parts of town maybe, but like where my parents are living now, it's in a town called Kenai. It's like a small fisherman town. That uh-huh. like that place is like pretty lax and uh-huh. like everyone's cool and. Okay. Like right. Old hippies, it's awesome. Yeah, it's the yeah. best. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, you
1: should send them some of Tim's tie-dye shirts. Oh, they probably like oh, that. Yeah. Those old hippies. Now, oh, how, yeah. did you guys meet at the gym? How did you guys meet? <laughs> did You guys meet at Couture?
3: <laughs> well, one year ago. What's um, the <laughs>
2: <left>? You can <laughs> give the uh, you gotta have yeah, the one wanna, story that's the real appropriate story? for everybody, yes. and then the real story. <laughs> okay, yeah. the
3: real story. Um, so a year ago, I, so I knew Tim from trip from Extreme Couture, and I always thought he was like a fucking weirdo. Like he every time when they're instructing. Has that changed? no not yeah. at all like you know how <laughs> like, will be instructing like someone you know doing instruction him in the corner like shadow boxing and like moving all weird and just being weird I'm like talking to is- himself yeah like I'm like yeah. who is this guy like he's such a weirdo yeah. and then um we had a mutual coach Robert Follis. Yep. and then um Tim was getting ready for a fight with him and like I you know I just knew Tim through training whatever uh and then Fallis passed away I hit him up and he goes and, and this is after his fight whatever and uh, hit him up and he goes, oh, I'm at the, I'm at the Palomino. Come down and I was like, or I was like, oh, let's have a beer. Like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, let's go to Palomino. Mm. I thought he was talking about the Plaza, like the casino. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like staying there. Whatever. That's an interesting
2: first invite <laughs> to a girl. The Palomino I, Club. Huh? I
3: show up and I'm like, hey, am I at the right place? <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, you're at the right For place. For our
2: viewers at home, do you want to explain what the Palomino is?
3: The Palomino is one of the very uh, first open strip clubs, and it's, it's grandfathered
2: it, in because it allows full nudity full and nude. alcohol.
3: Butthole Uh, for $1, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. $1. That's, like, the
4: only place I've ever felt like a professional athlete. Like, they're fight fans. (laughs) So, like, I've had two after parties there. Like, after the Ultimate Fighter, which nobody was supposed to know that I win, like, when I walk in, they're like, oh, the Ultimate Fighter winner is here in the house, and they're announcing it, and, like, they bring me a whole bunch of ones, and I'm like, nobody's even supposed to know. And then after I fought Demetrius, like, they shut down the hole upstairs and, like, just gave like my friends and family open bar so like they really grandma like, and like, ghost face killer sure. just making it tearing rain it in up, there yeah. it up. Uh, <laughs> so like of course, if I'm going to take somebody somewhere, it's going to be the one place. But well, you're where already I, there, right?
3: Because they like let them drink for free, and so what? That's if,
1: awesome, it, yeah, man. That's it's super un- You're the Palomino's favorite fighter. It's unfortunate we're in the Reebok era because you could have Palomino plastered right? across your ass, right? For sure, right? Wow,
0: girls, 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 okay. girls,
3: girls. But then yeah. we, well, then later on that night, we went and got matching tattoos. She drew a tattoo at the uh, meat rack at the Palomino <laughs> uh, for Fallis. Wow. We're all like, yeah, it was, it was a great, yeah. So
1: you, but I mean, that's some pretty. What, can we see it?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just something he used to say, uh, C over T equals R. So consistency over time equals results. So if you're consistently eating bad all the time, you're going to get bad results. If you're consistently training all the time and eating well, you'll have yeah. good results. So it's kind of like a, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's, I mean, that's a pretty great story. I mean, you think about it, because it's like, you know, it's somebody...
3: romantic. Yeah, it is, it
1: is. Because first of all, there's there's Follis sort of playing inadvertent matchmaker. And then you're getting matching tattoos on your first date. I mean, that's pretty. bonding
2: over a little bit of. Pretty heavy. A tragedy.
1: And you pass the strip club test. I mean, I'm sure he's thinking, well, I guess if she actually shows up and walks in, then I'll know. She's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. She she did. Now, I mean, how do you follow that up? What was the second date? Oh, hell.
4: We're still working on it. Oh, the bombs! The bombs! All right. <laughs> <Yeah. Balms. laughs> All right. Well,
1: um, I, I see the relationship has uh, has calmed down now to the point that you're making my comedy show on a Sunday night a, a date. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All we right. like stand up. It's fun. It was good to have you guys there. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was good to have you. It's funny because I thought that was you guys from the stage, but you know how it is, Frank. Like you can't. everybody's it's dark and you can't really those lights. Tell fuck you for up. sure. Yeah, can't like,
3: see anything? I was crazy. We can see you good. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, yeah that's the idea. Frank's Frank's done a handful of uh, stand-up sets now too, so he can he can relate to really? the, the loneliness of the stage. How
3: fun! I didn't
4: know House that. House seats. We might get we might get lucky. Right.
1: <laughs> next time, you anytime you guys want to come out to LA Comedy Club, you let me know, and uh, I'll make sure that yeah. we get Frank on the bill to do a to do a set.
2: Oh my god! Uh, I'll get up there again uh, this Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, but maybe next week and I'm in town. Yeah, yeah. I'll come up again and do another
1: practice. Okay. will go. Good. Hell yeah! Yeah, he's he's good. He's good, I'm telling you. He uh, he surprised a lot of people.
4: We're easily amused, so I like that, yeah.
1: <laughs> what did you guys think of uh, what you were talking about a little bit earlier? I mean, the... the uh uh, the UFC Fight Night card on ESPN, but just the idea of uh, uh, UFC going to ESPN. What do you think about that? Because I I thought the production was good and everything. I was entertained by it. I am a little confused by how Fight Pass figures into this now because they are going very heavy on the ESPN app. Is anybody else getting that? Vibe? Yeah,
3: well, we had a hard time watching it last time because it, uh, because of the uh, the Fight Pass fights we weren't able to watch. They weren't on there. It was supposed to be on.
4: We had a hard time watching them here. I think in Kansas City, people got to see them, but we.
1: Well, th- th- that card. Are you talking about the So it went from ESPN app over to regular ESPN for the main undercard, and then back to the ESPN app.
4: So we missed all that.
1: And for this mm-hmm. month, there's a lot of stuff going on in that ESPN app. But not a lot going on in Fight Pass. I just can't... I mean, I assume they want you to carry both. I just can't figure out how... Because remember in the old FS1 days, it would be, you know, the tiers were pay-per-view, and then there was the Fox cards, and then sometimes it would be the Fight Pass only cards. But now... But but uh, Fox didn't have their own app. So now ESPN has their own app. So... I'm, I've got app confusion. Is
4: they might be weeding it out or only using that for, like, the ultimate fighters and stuff. Like maybe, that. maybe, yeah. Was-
1: maybe there's that. But all that all that catalog lives on there. Like, that's the best. I mean, from the standpoint of what, what we do on this podcast, that's the greatest thing about Fight Pass is just having it as a resource tool. Well, same maybe with fighters to, to watch well, sure, tape. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. what
2: they'll just do. Maybe they'll just live... If you want to watch it the first week or two, you got to catch it on ESPN. Yeah. And then it'll be almost like a DVR list where everything's just right. archived on the app. Yeah. So that way they have to some way articulate, you know, justify justify why you're yeah. spending 10 bucks a month, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they also be. do have to drive viewership to ESPN. It's a brand new partnership. They don't want to, you know, basically compete against themselves. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like it did well for them. It just—it's weird when you already have your own app. I don't know how they're going to work all that out, but um, they got to sort that out and they got to figure out what's going on with the flyweights. I want all this uh, worked out. So I'm not—I don't like the—I don't like the uncertainty. It reminds me of when my mom and dad would seem like they were going to break up, and eventually <laughs> they did. um Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, also, uh, did you see that uh, Connor McGregor and uh, uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov had their uh, penalty hearings with the state athletic commission? and the fines came down did you hear about this yet frank all right so it's a uh let's see connor got a six month uh suspension and a fifty thousand dollar fine khabib got a six-month suspension and a $500,000 fine. So now, he got nine months. I I got nine months.
3: Oh, it yeah, was nine, nine months, months nine. rather.
1: I'm sorry. That's, but, oh, I see. Nine months, but thing. it could be reduced to six months. But if he makes a, if, uh, if he does a, call that? A, a PSA. PSA. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which, quick thought on that before we talk about whether or not it was the right penalty. I never understand getting the offender to do the PSA. <laughs> because, to me, this is the last person we would want like like i think it's important to tell your kids uh not to talk to strangers i don't need jared from subway to tell you know like (laughs) i'll communicate that i I never feel like that's the best thing but anyway yeah he can uh he can do that apparently to reduce it i guess the the, i'm
2: surprised nothing happened to any of the guys maybe they just couldn't prove it but i have an issue with look obviously it's free speech and I can criticize your faith, your religion, your thoughts. Criticism is just what's protected. But insults, I don't know really, you know, that incite any type of violence aren't really protected, I feel. You know, I mean, I guess legally, yes, they are, but there has to be some kind of, if I am shouting, you know, uh, hate speech at you mm-hmm. and it causes a reaction, I'm responsible too, I feel. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I just can't sit there. It'd be like if I went to a gay parade or a great gay pride parade. And started yelling rhetoric and just calling people faggot, you know, Mm -hmm. and then they all fucking kicked my ass, and I'm like, well, you know, they all, I mean, yes, you're not supposed to respond with physical violence, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, you can't sit there and go, well, asshole. You can't sit there and be shouting off shit to insult people like that, you know? And and, and that's what, I mean, I I don't think Khabib is lying, that that's what he was listening to for four rounds, Mm. was somebody insulting his faith and his religion and you know, his father. I understand why he had a bad reaction. Now, he's being punished for that reaction, but I think that the people that incited that reaction also have some skin in the game.
1: Yeah, I think that, that now the, there is though the the caveat that it is an organized sanctioned fight, so it's not like some guy that was sitting next to you at the movie theater that started doing this. So, True, but still, I mean, there's
2: a lot. I mean, but I mean, even coaching has to be kept down to a limit. I mean, we've all cornered people, mm-hmm, right? For sure. I can't get up and scream at a certain point. The commission's going to say, "Hey, Banging keep it down, cage. man. Keep it down." Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean. Because it, it's uh, in, the, in the caveat of a professional fight, yeah. you're actually held to a higher standard, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And then mm-hmm. you would be if you were just at the movie theaters.
1: Well, speaking of holding a higher standard, I think this is where the... the the fine was tenfold for Khabib, and you could argue whether or not it's it's tenfold worthy. But I think one line that they did draw was what happened in the cage versus what happened outside of the cage. Because once you're involving the crowd, you know. Yeah, you should know, have jumped the cage and fought, Yeah. Sure. And, and, no, and I'm not defending yeah, that. Yeah, because it's not just one guy standing there alone. It's, you know, grandma well, and like, <laughs> killer might be sitting right next to like him. Just you like know? how,
2: you know, the camera, from what I understand, unless I'm wrong, shows that with the cornerman that came inside the cage, McGregor threw the first punch. Am I not? Am I correct?
3: I think he got cheap shotted Right, like get, McGregor it, got hit from behind. Is that what it was? I thought. I don't know. I how, thought
2: like I Mike. Do you remember? From what I understood, if I remember correctly, it, it was pretty clear that they sat there. They were in his face, but and then McGregor throws a shot, which is why he got his fine. I'm like so. Like for example, them physically being in the, his face kind of falls under the same thing that what. Khabib's corner or his corner's doing to Khabib it's like it'd be like me getting up in your face and going what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you gonna do do?" you're liable to get punched in the face yeah you know what I mean like I'm inciting you know a violent reaction you know and again I'm not justifying that a violent reaction isn't gonna be punished but the guy who's egging you on we gotta punish that dude too you know what I mean sometimes you get what you ask for Right, and I, yeah. I, just hate that if you can get off free, because it's like, oh, so being an asshole is cool. You can just be a mm-hmm. fucking dick, fucking say whatever you want to people, and just, and, and oh, there's no accountability.
1: Uh, Mikey found a little video of it here, I guess, so we can uh, review. There's the referee stopping the fight, pulls Khabib off, Connor sitting against the cage, and then here's one of uh, Nurmagomedov's chums. There's the uh, athletic Dylan. commissioner. Always looks like Garrison Keeler to me.
2: Dylan
1: Dennis. Uh, I mean, he's waving him over and talking shit. You know. Yeah. Oh, and there goes Khabib over the cage. Hi-ya. <laughs> yeah. And then who's that? Oh, Connor went over oh, okay. the cage. All right, no, no. Right? Uh,
2: It was a nice jump. And oh, yeah. Barefoot landed uh, on the right? pits. Oh, cement! Ouch! What if you you ever, break your legs, man? You right. ever when you do that as a kid? I don't even remember. Like it makes your feet do that, like electric shock. Smack.
1: You know the str- and the strange thing about this uh, is uh, thanks, Mikey. Is that? Um,
2: well, I want to see the part of oh. when they confronted McGregor inside the
1: cage. Oh, right. oh, is so that so this?
2: Oh, oh see, no, I guess they were punching him first. Yeah. Well, cool. he, okay, he here is. he is. He just landed
1: it's the This guy, shot. I
3: think, oh. goes over yeah, he gets some.
2: Um, yeah, he started. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I stand corrected.
3: I'd be so bummed yeah. out. Like, man, I just lost. Like, oh,
1: when uh, fake Biggie Smalls had to break it up there. All those athletic commissioners always look like someone to me. <laughs> There's like fake Biggie Smalls, fake Garrison So, Keeler. wait a minute,
2: though. I mean, not right there. Yeah. McGregor got hit first. What did he get fined for?
1: What did McGregor get fined for? Are you supposed to not punch back when someone's punching you? Maybe right. it was an early earlier.
2: Oh, I mean throw. This, oh. why I mean now why is he getting fined? You can't find someone for you defending be, themselves. Yeah,
4: you gotta be able to defend yourself, especially in the cage. Yeah. You said it at all times.
3: Yeah, no cage. <laughs> <all time. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Tim. That was good,
1: man. That was good. Yeah, right. That
2: was a good shot.
1: Yeah. Well I And could. it isn't
2: like he's you know I mean like look he got hit he defended himself he's not trying I mean he's fatigued he's not egging it on it's like it's not like he's going back for more He's being pretty easily controlled, like he's cooperating. But I mean, Jesus Christ, the guy's fucking getting his ass whooped right here. I mean, yeah. he's supposed to fight back. How did
3: get in there? Like, how is that a thing? Like, how are like all the athlete like security? It got so because they're all dragons. dealing with Khabib. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah, you know what is crazy about this too, and and I said this after the the fight happened, is that I think this outcome is the one thing that would have will generate a lot of interest in seeing it again. Because the fight itself went, one, uh, the way a lot of people thought it would. You, Frank, you said that you thought Conor actually hung in there longer, did better than you thought he would. Yeah, actually, when was, people
2: were like, oh, he got smashed. I'm like, yeah. in all honesty, Conor did a better job than I expected him to do. Like his ability to, because of his length, to control the wrists of Khabib, I mean, Khabib didn't really mash him in that first round. When he took him down, I mean, there wasn't a lot of damage being done. In fact, Khabib had to take that third round off, Yeah, you know, I mean. Connor won that round, but it was because Khabib took it off because he worked hard to take Connor down those first two rounds yeah. and, and get him down, and didn't do a lot of damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he really didn't. It wasn't until the fourth round when he finally like got him down again that it was like okay, you know. Yeah. It's but I expected it to be. Honestly, if you would have had me put money on it, I didn't think it was going to go two rounds. I thought once Khabib got him down, Connor might survive just through yeah. guts and glory yeah. the first round. But I didn't see his technique. Like the way he stopped Chad Mendez on the ground, I'm like, oh, you're not going to, that's not going to work against mm-hmm. Khabib. Mm-hmm. Khabib's, Chad was throwing at a less, you know, I mean, Chad also took the fight on fucking two weeks' notice. Yeah. But as far as Khabib's output is just too, fu- I mean, He's the best guy in the world at ground and pound in my opinion mm-hmm. on top pound mm-hmm. for pound that guy is the last person I probably ever want on top of me you know what mm-hmm. I mean? like he just his output his pace his hip control bottom wrist control the way he slices on the thigh with the shins like he just he's just phenomenal mm-hmm. and Connor did a decent job of defending it yeah. mm-hmm. he made it I was actually pretty impressed with him.
1: What do you guys think, uh, uh, Tim? Gina, do you think there'll be uh, as much interest in seeing this again, just based on the controversy of it, or do you think that an actual rematch could make for a competitive fight?
4: I don't think Connor's interested in a rematch. There's there's mm-hmm. easier, bigger promoted fights for him. I think then Khabib probably hmm. uh, the
2: UFC might want it after that
4: mm-hmm. I I would watch it again yeah, I I'd think
2: watch. that uh, absolutely what you're digging up, I agree like if it wasn't for that melee at the end mm-hmm. I think that this is a uh, you know uh, a non issue mm-hmm. but I think because of all the bullshit that happened Kates afterwards right. if Conor can get vested into it cuz I mean Khabib will take it again yep. it's a fucking huge payday for him I, I agree also with what you're saying I think I think Conor would rather have a fight with Cowboy Cerrone. Me too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah, that's a fight. A guy who, yes, could take him down. And, you know, Cowboy's a good black belt in jiu-jitsu. But he's going to stand there and exchange with him a lot more than Khabib did. That's a much stylistically a better fight for yeah. – I mean, stylistically, the Khabib fight just is awful for Conor. He's got a guy who's not going to stand with him, who's just going to take him down and mash the shit out of
3: him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. That whole day was weird. Like, after that fight, I went out with – a. Kat Zingano was in town and we went mm-hmm. out and like the whole went to the Palomino to the t- I took <laughs> yeah. the Palomino right. she loved it if you think a cat, yeah.
2: then you, to, you guys have to go to uh, what's oh man what's the place is the boy guys uh, Thunder Down Under
1: All oh <laughs> oh uh, uh, oh geez oh uh, Olympic Garden. Oh.
3: But it was just like like the whole like the whole night was eerie. Like there was people getting in fights on like and they're obviously like UFC fans and they were like getting like getting in fights on the side of the street and like there was just like it was just like such like an eerie evening and we ended up just like going back because it was just like so we i don't know i
1: just like that funny like no matter how old people get it's like little kids watching pro wrestling don't try the moves on each other don't do that you're gonna hurt each other yeah
2: if they work or not because of the build-up to the fight there's just
1: there was a lot i mean you have
2: the whole irish countrymen you know and then you know with the dagestani you know russian federation Mm -hmm. the muslim i mean you had a lot of uh groups that Normally don't get along in the yeah. first place. And now you just had one guy kick the fucking shit out of the other guy's
3: yeah. poster boy. Was, yeah. I wasn't going
2: to go out. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, no fucking way, man. Someone's getting shot.
3: You yeah. Know? It, was, it was very eerie. I didn't like
1: hmm. it. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, my guess is uh, that, uh, that somebody will at least be interested in putting that thing together come the midsummer classic time when it's time to put together the big card. And I, th- I agree with Tim. It'll be a, a matter of uh, will Conor McGregor hear enough of what he likes to uh, actually uh, agree to do it.
2: Well, and the problem is to try to entice Conor into that fight. Conor's the draw. I mean, not mm-hmm. that Khabib isn't a draw, too. He mm-hmm. is. But Conor can go ahead and, and you can go – pick some bum off the street and he's going to sell more tickets 100%. and more pay-per-views than anybody else for sure 100%. i mean that's just that's mcgregor has the magic you know what i mean so to tell him like hey this is a bigger payday for you he's all <laughs> you know what i mean like right. put anybody in there with me i mean and then Cowboy's a huge draw yeah. he's a very much of a fan favorite so that's why i mean if i was i mean that's why i think that as soon as uh, uh mcgregor or, you know cowboy after his last fight said that uh, you know, Connor is a smart businessman. You know what I mean? I mean, fuck, man. The guy, you know, with his, his alcohol, I mean, the way he sold all the fights, I mean, he's not dumb. He's like, oh, that's the one I'm going to jump on because it might even sell more than the, you know, uh, than um, Khabib. Yeah. I would rather watch that fight, Cowboy. Me too. Yeah. You know what? Me too. Me too. Yeah. I think it's interesting. You know what I mean? Because Cowboy's jujitsu is, is, is really good. So, I mean, he has the opportunity of Diaz in him. His leg kicks are vicious, but then on the other end, I've seen him get caught with straight fucking punches from a left handed guy. So now we, he's fighting a guy like RDL type hands, mm-hmm. which, you know what I mean? If, if he's he more starts, variables. You know, yeah, yeah. If Cowboy starts off slow against Connor, that could be a bad night for him, but, 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 Cowboy grows and Connor always fades. Mm -hmm. He's an explosive sprinter. You know what I mean? He's Mm -hmm. all anaerobic. So if all of a sudden, you know, say Cowboy is still in there after a round or two, even if it's a stand-up fight, all of a sudden now the combinations and the footwork starts coming out like... uh, that's a much more interesting fight for a fan and for someone as a martial artist to watch. Agree. Yeah. yeah. I think
1: it uh, I think the build up would also be more uh, cartoonish as well. <laughs> like the the really intense Irish guy against the really stereotypical cowboy guy, yeah. you know, the the slow drawl comebacks versus the rapid fire improvisation of Connor. Yeah, all I, around I think it's be, that'd yeah. be a better
2: fight for the UFC and for us. Yeah. yeah. For
1: sure. As as a comedian, I have always appreciated Connor's ability Ability to improvise. And, and my favorite moment was, uh, I think it was actually for the fight that didn't end up happening. It was the Dos Anjos fight that eventually, I think, Dos Anjos was injured and it didn't happen. But we all went to the press conference for it. And uh, uh, one of the guys that was sitting nearby me, uh, Ken, a friend of mine, uh, asked Connor, he said, why on the poster do you not have your belt? Because it was... Connor was the featherweight champion, but he was going to be fighting RDA for the lightweight title, right? And and he pointed out, he's like, why don't you have your featherweight title on the poster? And without missing a beat, you know, Connor's like, I was just thinking about that. He's like, (laughs) "Uh, you know, I feel that uh, someone in the UFC poster department has gotten too comfortable with their job. And they're (laughs) sleeping on the job. And I will launch an investigation into what and he just like he just for you know 3 or 4 minutes berated this faceless you know lowly ranked person in the graphics department for the UFC like we don't even know who it was but i mean by the end of it he made it sound like he would have their head on a platter oh. you know it was fun
2: i think that i think it would be better have uh connor and donald fight would be awesome mm-hmm. and then go ahead and let uh, i think ferguson needs a you know oh, yeah deserves a, you know a shot. And, and I actually think that's a much more compelling fight because of his ability with his striking yeah. and his endurance. And man, his is are pretty dangerous off his back. I really mean, he's dangerous. pretty yeah. slick there moving around. Like, I think that's actually the biggest threat right now to Khabib would be Ferguson. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think Conor, besides catching him with a home run shot, is ever going to beat Khabib. He's just ever going to make up for what the stylistically the differences are in their makeup. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you told me right now Ferguson and Khabib, I'm like, uh, I'm you know, wow, that's that's a fight. I want to see that one.
1: Put both mm-hmm. those fights on the same card. No doubt. That way, in yeah. case you have an yeah. injury or something, you know, the whole right. thing doesn't fall apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In case in Ferguson wearing winner.
2: sunglasses to the backstage,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> blows his knee out. Glasses. Right, right. Um, very nice. Well, let's... Oh, uh, uh, Mikey stuff? Yeah, let's uh, let's get to Porno Mikey's <laughs> headlines. Uh, he shoots porn right. uh, as a day job, so that's nice. hence the nickname. I watch porn. <laughs> well, you may... I don't know if you've ever seen Mikey. Well, you've probably seen some of his work, uh, but uh, it'd probably kill it for you if you found out that it was, you know, that there's this third guy. Mikey tells great stories about... You. When you start realizing how close he is to the action, yeah. I mean, it, it really... It really kills all the sex appeal. No offense, Mike. Is yeah, the thinking, splash you know. zone? <laughs> hey, it's happened, right, Mike? It has happened. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <okay>. yeah. <laughs> you got to burn the shirt. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's. Uh, no, no,
5: hold on a second. That's never happened to you. No, that's happened. Yeah, it was. Who um, was? I remember yeah. it like it was. No, yesterday. yeah, it was. <laughs> because uh, it was. I don't like my own stuff. Okay, let, yeah. let nobody else touched me. with theirs? I'm fucking. Let, let's <laughs> let's let, let,
1: let's see if we can uh, get total recall here. First of all, Mikey, do you remember? Who the stars were? Yeah, it was uh,
5: Sarah J, Nina L, and Lucas Frost. Lucas Frost was, yeah, the, was, the, uh, was the was the culprit. He got gun. frosted. E-Frosted. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, do you remember what uh, the, the title was that you were shooting It was a,
5: um, My First Sex Teacher. That was the My site first that sex we shot teacher. for. Okay. Um, and was
1: Lucas Frost cast as the first sex teacher? No, he's the student. He's oh, a, he's the student. Young kid. Yeah,
5: Sarah J and uh, Nina L are older ladies. Oh, okay. In, okay. in the teacher category, okay. teacher slash MILF.
1: And uh, so, you're uh, set up with... The, get, paint a picture for us, because obviously we weren't there. Tell, set the scene so for us, So, this Mikey.
5: was two years ago, uh-huh. right? Red right run this time right before A V N. Yeah. Um and that has something to do with it because and it was at the pop shot and they were both uh Sarah and Nina were on their knees and Lucas was in a chair, um, so kind of leaning back. So my, my boss was shooting camera um up over Lucas uh-huh. and it was in a weird spot about the desk, so we didn't have the best light. So I have what's called the C light, like S. E. E. It's a fluorescent yep. light that comes in. So I'm kind of sitting right here like my boss is coming over okay These camera's right where lucas's head is yeah my hand and arm are holding a light the sea light the sea light yeah. right underneath the um the camera to shine right there mm-hmm. and we're going we're going and it's and my boss keeps creeping and so i have to keep creeping in because we're losing light and normally sarah's a really really good like doesn't give a shit, total take pro yeah total pro take yeah. it but like AVN was that week, so she wanted to save her makeup for the convention.
1: That's the Academy Awards of porn. I mean, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, So,
5: well, she wanted to save her makeup for convention, so she took, and which is weird. There's a big. Our boss is a weird thing. Doesn't want the dude to be stroking the cock at the pop shot. Mm. Really wants the girl to be doing it, Mm. which is bad for us because the girl will like, Ah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) all over the yeah, and so she, and so she points it down. To avoid her face, save her makeup for the, the oh, convention, okay. and it bounces off her off her tits and 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 onto my
1: shirt. Frank, first thing you taught me when I shot a gun for the first time, you yeah. don't what point it at anything uh, that you don't intend to kill. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so that was yeah.
5: it, and then She's so
2: anticipating the shot, she leaned into. And now he's dead. Yeah. On yeah. yeah. the <laughs>
5: and, and it sucks because they have to sit there. You have to sit there because they have to do the they have to do the like now you get an a God. or something like that did you it, get like
2: hazard pay for that shit you're no, like dude just, right here man this it, is fucking awful
5: it, <laughs> no it's just you know and you have to sit you have to sit there and hold a stupid light while they <laughs> to
0: hold a stupid light while they're
5: sitting there like doing their dumb like after pop shot lines and you just go yeah
1: did you ever uh did you ever run into lucas frost again after that yeah
5: we yeah he's he's you know it's not his fault he wasn't yeah. you know. <laughs>
2: It was more. <laughs> it wasn't shooting the
1: gun. Yeah. Just just, what did you do with the shirt? That, I,
5: I threw it away. Did you really? Yeah, I threw it away. Yeah. yeah. All right. Look, I had an undershirt and a hoodie, so I I wrapped up all the stuff afterwards. Oh. So in.
4: I'm going home.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about a bad day at work. Huh? Yeah. yeah it no kidding. It
4: never happens in the, the day. No.
1: Well, oh, hit us uh, hit us with some headlines, there, Mike. Well, speaking yeah.
5: of splash shown R. Kelly is
1: back. Okay. Oh. Uh. All right. Now. Uh, guys, uh, Tim, Gina, I don't know if you've seen the R. Kelly documentary series that everybody's been talking about, but Heard Frank, about you know, his
2: name's still up at the, uh, I'm waiting for that to get taken out. What was, where was it just at with Bellator? What arena was that?
1: Oh, at the forum, the
2: forum, you know, yeah. like they have, if you walk through the back yeah. tunnel, they have all yeah. the acts that have been there. Oh yeah. So I went and looked for it, and sure enough, there's R. Kelly. Ah, I wonder how long that's gonna
1: last. Yeah, for me. well, Frank called me maybe two weeks ago because I was about a week ahead of this. I'd watched it, I'd told him about it, and you called me, and I think at the time you said, "Fucking
2: mind blown." Yeah,
1: we'll just do a whole podcast about nothing yeah. but this. Yeah. Right. So, so what? What the, were your? Uh, and now this is we, Mikey. I F- mean,
5: F- FBI yeah. is involved now because apparently he took an underage girl across the country, crossing state lines. So now it's not a local. Now it's a federal. The Mann Act. Yeah, it's the Mann Act. So now the FBI is involved whether he, he transported a uh, minor across state lines. So that, that'd be a big deal. If but yeah. if
2: the parents say that they okayed it and let it happen, then he's out. That's yeah. how he gets away with this shit. That's crazy. What well, blows in, my fucking mind?
5: Yeah. Does he pay off the parent? I'm assuming he pays.
2: Well, like the one girl with the porno that he shot where he was urinating in her mouth and shit. Mm-hmm. The parents were like, that's not her, you know. Yeah. And then they're like, oh. yeah, he pays them off. I mean, yeah. come on. All
1: right? Yeah. That's- Frank called me. And, and then you think, too, Frank, I mean, has, has three kids and very involved family, you know, great parents, and he and his wife and all this kind of stuff. And when Jennifer and I were watching this, we both had the same thought at the same time. I said, I want to – because I told her that you were watching it, that you had called me. And she goes, she goes I really want to know what Frank and Jennifer Mir think about some of the parenting on this uh, show.
2: Well, the one parents that were like – what were their names? The, uh,
1: the, Clary's the Clarys, or something like that. And they're like,
2: well, you know, you know, our daughter. He was gonna help her get an act, and like he's staying over with her. And I'm like, sitting there going, what? I'm like, dude, like you prostituted your fucking daughter out. You thought you guys were gonna make money off of it, and you allowed it to happen. You guys are shit fucking parents. Oh, you know, we know that he had the case. That, you know, he was being prosecuted. Yeah, we heard by the, something we about that. We heard something that. about that, but he was acquitted. I'm like, what the fuck? And then it was like, well, he's going to sh- travel with her, right? So they're going to take my underage daughter. She's going to travel oh. with you, right? They're like, yeah, you know, that wasn't a good idea. But, but what he did was, was one of his people yeah. signed that he would be their guardian <laughs> and keep track of her. I'm all... Uh, fucking what? On oh, come man. on, dude. Could you, like, say that in the mirror real quick before yeah. you put that in? And, and, like, just tape record yourself and repeat that back and go, that's stupid as fucking shit. Yeah. You're a, a shitty parent. Go, look, we're fucking money hungry. We let our fucking daughter be fucking pissed on and whatever the gonna <gasps> happen happening. But, oh. hey, look, our fucking house got to get paid off some way. You know what I mean? Like, that, it was awful. Like, I'm just sitting there watching, like, like, all the outrage. I'm like, outrage? You allowed your daughter to go off with another fucking, with a, like, That's on you. That's fucking on you. Bella played a football game. I fucking went with her. Because I'm like, it's not that I don't mistrust the coaches or anybody else, but guess what? She's my responsibility. She's no one else's
1: responsibility. By the way, this this wasn't a football game across town. This was a football game in Phoenix that you drove to, Yeah, I'm like, oh, she's going to be
2: spending the night somewhere? She, I allowed her to get on the bus so I didn't make yep. anybody else feel weird but she's <laughs> on a bus with a bunch of other people I drove in a car behind the bus <laughs> <laughs> I, I should you not know, I though. followed I'm like okay if they gotta go to the bathroom I'm pulling over to make sure to see what the fuck's going on you know what I mean like, like that's yeah. and that's not even like I'm an exceptional parent yeah. that's Bar-level, normal parents. Did, yeah.
1: did you try a disguise? Do you have, like, a no, sunglasses? No, I tried
2: to stay back far enough that I didn't yeah. embarrass her. <laughs> because I do that. like like Then she did, uh, what was it, homecoming? Yeah. She went to dinner with her girlfriends. I went to dinner in the same place. But there was other moms there, too. Yeah. So I try not to make it a big deal. You just
1: blend in with all the other giants. But I,
2: I pay attention, <laughs> man. You have to. Yeah. Uh, and that being said, you let your daughter go off with somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And then it'd be one thing if you're like okay my brother is gonna go with him or my wife's sister it's like okay it's not me it's not my wife but okay it's a family member that's gonna be there watching you know Bella study abroad okay you might you know what I mean like I'm not going to say no right off the bat, like, I'm listening. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if you're like, oh, no, you know, br- give me your daughter. And oh, my buddy here, he'll sign for her. He's going to keep a yeah. good eye on her. I'm like, he's real cool. What's, <laughs> really? Like, yeah. wh- that motherfucker
3: owes me anything? Like, he's paid by you. Yeah. Whose back do you think he fucking has? Yeah. We you just know, oh we, we just watched, watched a documentary last night uh, on Netflix called huh. Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh, it's, oh same yes. Thing. Same oh, same my same. God. That's the next
1: one you get. Sure. It'll There's drive you,
3: yeah. you it's
2: insane. It's insane. Yeah. I, I've had to, like, have, like, a fucking... Uh, you can probably tell from my voice. Like, yeah. After, <laughs> I, after I watched the R. Kelly thing, like, I needed to decompress. Like, I got yeah. out of the bed and started walking around. I was outraged. And then, like, I mean, like, even, That's like, some of... sleep last night. <laughs> some of the racial shit, like... Like, i I'm probably one of those people, too, go, hey, look, racism today is not like it was in the 60s. Right? Obviously. It's not as bad. But for me now, I realize, I mean, not that I haven't always realized it, racism is still fucking a big issue. Oh, yeah. Right? It's oh, still, yeah. like... Because the fact that it was only black girls yeah. that he's done this to is a huge factor in how he's gotten away with this I shit. I agree with that. I guarantee you, if it had been some blonde hair, blue eyed little fucking white girl that he had fucking pissed on in a fucking video, mm-hmm. that dude would Outrage. never see the fucking day of light. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. Right. but you know what I mean? So then I'm sitting there going, "That's fucked up, man." Mm-hmm. Like it's still, uh, regardless it was, of skin I, color, it, that's someone's little girl, I, dude. Like, I fuck agree. You. I,
1: I think it was. I think it was a, a, a very bad combination of two things: one, that that you're talking about, and then two, the fact that a large part of that community, because of his music celebrity, wanted to turn. You know, wanted to ignore. You see it even right to now, to with Michael excuses. Jackson. Yeah, people
2: right now are still like that. No, the Michael Jackson thing came out, and yeah. I've always said, I mean, come on, dude, the guy was a pedophile. Right. There's no fucking way he wasn't. You know what I mean? Like you can't have that much smoke and there not be a flame. You know, yeah. and so like now it's still all you know people are still defending Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's like guys, the guy you can separate it. Phenomenal musician, scumbag personal life. Yeah, <laughs> they coincide a lot, dude. Like a lot. I mean, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you're not capable of being a fucking scumbag. Yeah, you know, talent doesn't override fucking being a piece of shit.
1: All right, so uh, so that's probably we'll hear i tell you what you gotta do frank now your homework because tim and gina reminded me abducted in plain sight i'll watch it tonight that one will send we you over the be yeah all right What? Well, uh, uh, give us one more here we're running uh, right out of time. last one that's 2019 oscar nomination okay the oscar nominations of 2019 and i am excited to say to say that one of the films that is uh uh got multiple nominations you and i actually saw together frank that was a Star Is Born. I like that movie. It was good. Yeah, it is nominated for uh Best, Best Picture. Picture. What else is nominated there, Mikey?
5: Uh Best Picture, we got Black Panther. Oh, you were a big fan of that, Frank. I love that one. I yep. can't see that far. Black Klansman. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. I saw that. Fantastic. My favorite. Mm-hmm. Green Book. hmm Roma. Mm-hmm. A Star is born
1: and Vice. Saw Vice as well. I'll tell you something I've about Vice. I'll tell you something about Vice. It's the Dick Cheney story, and whether or not it wins Best Picture, the portrayals in that, I see, namely I've seen Christian clips Bale. Of Christian Bale. bale like i didn't recognize him
2: when they were doing it and they're like oh that's christian bale and i had to look i'm like holy
1: shit unbelievable even even the minor characters in that film were so uh played dead on it was i haven't seen the black
2: klansman either has anybody seen that one no No. and i
1: want to that's a spike Spike a joint true story yeah the joint thank you uh (laughs) (laughs) mikey all right lead actor what do we have there uh well christian bale just talked about him
5: uh bradley cooper Mm -hmm. willem
1: Dafoe. bradley cooper for star is born yeah okay uh, Eternity's Gate for Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. I want
2: to see Bohemian Rhapsody too I haven't seen that
1: You'd yeah. love that And Rami Malek was I mean Freddie Mercury personified Did you guys have I don't know if you guys are big movie goers Do you happen to see any of these films?
4: I have not seen those But we do go to the movies Five dollar movie night yeah. Okay Alright <laughs> You guys
1: well, seen the
2: Black Panther right?
1: No, I oh don't. really? I oh man, it's a Marvel movie. You That's gotta on watch all the Marvel stuff. That's on Netflix, actually. <laughs> yeah, You yeah. can free watch that well, okay. I think
2: they're actually going to do a running now at the movie theaters where you can see the Black Panther. Yeah, a lot of them free. come oh, back. Really? In, oh, uh, for free. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: A lot of them come back into theaters. Uh, what do we have, real quick, for elite actress there?
5: Uh, I man, I can't. What's that? Yeah,
1: the girl from Roma. The girl from Roma.
5: Okay. Uh, Glenn Close, the wife, perennial nominee. Man, yep. I can't, uh What's that? Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Olivia yeah. Coleman.
1: Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, for Star is Born,
5: Uh and then Melissa McCarthy for her uh, dramatic. Can
1: you ever forgive me? That film's supposed to be great too, and I haven't seen that yet. That's probably next on my list. Yeah, I've been
5: bad on. I've. I've this year. Ever. I guess really ever since I got. Got the dog. Got yeah. We got yeah. Got together. I haven't seen that many movies. I used to go Mm -hmm. when I was single. I'd go. Once a week, you go well, see. Well, plus at, you you, know. wor- you work, plus,
1: plus you work in the film industry, and you know a lot of people who are in it don't necessarily. You know, it's like fighters. I mean, yeah, you fight. Are yeah. you going to be at a fight every weekend? You're you like know, a gardener's but, house that just isn't. There. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Cool. All right. Well, Sorry, i got to wrap up so I yep, get to boot. Yep, we have right. to wrap My because uh, Frank has to go be a responsible parent, unlike the Clary's, Jesus. okay? Aww. All right. Frank, is. Uh, he's got to go uh, pick his daughter up. Take her to rest and practice me and the boys. You're not going to count on R. Kelly to give her a ride to where <laughs> she needs to go. Okay. Hey, guys, real quick, tell everybody where they can follow you on uh, social media and that sort of thing.
3: Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter, Gina Danger, A.K.
1: Right, A.K. for Alaska. What about you, Tim? And,
3: uh,
4: Instagram at awkward underscore MMA.
1: All right. One more thing from you, Frank. Tell them about the Amazon banner.
2: One of the easiest ways to help out the show by clicking on our, you know, Phone Booth Fighting. We have the Amazon banner. Click that banner, and then any of the shopping you do for your wants and needs, a small percentage, at no extra cost to you, will actually come back here and help us out at the show.
1: Thanks to Gina Mazzani and Tim Elliott for joining us in studio. Porno, Mikey, doing a great job producing. For Frank Mir, I'm Richard Hunter, we'll see you right back here next time on Phone Booth Fighting.
2: Everybody was comfy.
0: But they fought